Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. This is Corbett Thompson, and welcome to a special edition of RCM Live on the King James Radio Network at jamesisking.com. And you can also find us on Facebook under the name King James Radio Network and on Twitter at King James Radio 1, the number one. So uh, a special edition of RCM Live. And over the past, this past weekend, we had a chance to catch up with Pastor John Baysmore Jr. of Restoration Christian Ministries, who conducted a Vision Works workshop and we were over at the Omega Diner in North Brunswick, New Jersey, and like I said, Pastor Baysmore conducting what's called Vision Works, and basically what that means is if you're in business or you have a career path that you're trying to go to and you just want to know how to get there, you know, you may have an idea of the what, but not necessarily the how, and this is where Pastor Baysmore, who was in the corporate world and has that corporate training as part of his background, kind of unlearns some of that, if you will on the rest of us and kind of just teaches what he learned as part of his training and now passes it down to the rest of us so without any further ado here is our our vision works or at least an excerpt of our vision works seminar that we held over the past weekend with pastor john basemore jr and again the title is vision works i i you know being a former athlete i, I do know the importance of setting goals i know the importance of having a target to look at you know, even somebody that you can kind of look at that you want to get to. When I was a freshman in high school, um, coming from Virginia, I didn't really know very much about running track, but I knew I was gifted with speed. I just didn't know, I really didn't know anything about track. When I say I know anything about running the dynamics, I know anything at all. To give you an example, uh, I joined the track team as a freshman. The coach wanted me to run the 400 meter, Nikki. So I know Nikki knows what the 400 meter is. He wanted me to run the 400 meter one time around the track. So I looked around and I said, well, I, I can do that. You know, no big deal. But here's the problem. The coach asked me to go and get in the heat that was getting ready to run. So now, country boy, you got to understand, country boy, just, you know, just off the boat from Virginia. This is a true story. I have no clue as to what heat getting the heat meant. So what did Pastor Baysmore do? I went and stood in the sun. Because he said, I, this is a true story, I went and stood in the sun and I started stretching because I thought getting in the heat meant standing in the sun. So that's how we are with vision. Sometimes we're not really sure of what terminology is. So I'm not gonna give you terminology today that you're not gonna be unfamiliar with. I'm going to make sure that, you know, anything we say, because anything that I hate most is going someplace and they're using acronyms. So I'm not going to use any acronyms today that you're not aware of. I'm going to make sure that the things that we're saying today, you're going to really be aware of. So now let's get started. This is Vision Works. The Word of God says, the Lord said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Write the vision. So now, you notice that I have a reward up here, so... I want to make sure that the things that we're going over today, you're, you're really grabbing a hold of it. So to start, vision works. Write the vision, make it plain on tablets. So 
we want to make sure that we're going to write down today the things that we're going over. But before we leave today, everybody is going to have their own vision in place. Whatever it is, whatever your goal may be, whatever you're looking to accomplish, everybody's going to have that in place. But now, we've got to know the proponents and what I'm going to do. The proponents of vision. Now, there, there has to be a way to get to what you're trying to accomplish. If you don't have a way to get there, then you're not going to be able to accomplish that. Now, we are good, particularly as pastors and preachers, we're very good at waxing eloquently about concepts and ideas, but we've got to all get better at actually, you know, being able to put some meat behind these things so that implementation can happen because people like good sermons. Nobody preaches better than Pastor Spall, but I can tell you that straight up. This is, I wish I was a preacher. I'm not. He's a preacher. He can preach. I can teach. He can straight up preach. Amen. But again, that's the gift that God has given him. But now there are proponents, even of preaching. There, there are ways that you start a message and you want to you be able to get there. So, so what is vision? Now listen. A mental view or image of something good and worthwhile which is not yet actively present. Let me say that again. A mental view. So vision, you see it inside of your mind first. So it's a mental view or an image of something good and worthwhile which is not yet actively present. Now, it doesn't mean that it does not yet exist. It means that it's not yet actively present, which means it's not in this realm where you can grab a hold of it yet. But it is, you know, actively uh, in, your, in your mental uh, capability. So now, when you think about something long enough, and Darlene said it uh, before, whatever you focus on the longest becomes the strongest. Now, problem is, that is good or bad. Whatever you focus on the longest. I'll tell you something else. I learned when I was in high school, the company that I kept, I'm talking about now, what I was trying to accomplish. B, when I would hang around guys that were slow for practice, they didn't want to do the laps, you know, they didn't want to do the stadium steps, they didn't really want to practice, I started being the same way. But now, when I started, you know, uh, positioning myself around people that was working the hardest, that was always doing stadium steps. I noticed guys that would stay, and I was a freshman then, they would stay after practice. They were some of the most gifted athletes on the track, but yet they would stay after practice and put the time in because they were not competing against one another. They were competing against themselves. So they had a goal set in their mind that they were trying to accomplish, and they knew what it would take to get to that level. So now, I want you to understand, see the vision in your mind first. You got to see yourself someplace before you get there. I promise you. you, you if you don't see yourself there, you know, I've heard people talk about getting a car. How many of you have ever gone to the deal and bought a car? But now, tell me you didn't have a picture in your mind of what you look like in that car before you even got it. You, you know you did. You, you, you have this picture in your mind, you know, and when you walk in the dealer, and don't let it be the color that you're looking for, you start imagining how it would feel to, to be in that car and to drive out there, to, to be honest, to drive amongst your friends, roll out that window, 
<laughs> What's up? That, that's part of how you get to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. You got to view it in your mind first. So now, let's look at this. You going to help me out, Poopy? I can call her Poopy. Y'all can't call her. <laughs> Proponents of vision. First of all, purpose. Your vision gives purpose and adds meaning to your life. Exodus 25 and 8. Now, in my rush to leave this morning, I didn't bring my Bible. I don't know if anybody have a book. My man, somebody. Oh, th th I got one. This is good. I hope I'll be able to see the writing. <laughs> Exodus 25 and 8. I want to read this because now I want you, I want you to see that the God you serve is a God that is organized. There is nothing unorganized about God. Everything that God does has a plan to it, and it has a meaning to it. And if we are created in the image and likeness of God, then the same expectation he has of us. We have to have meaning. We have to have purpose. Purpose is where you start. You, you start with purpose. You've got to know uh, what you want to accomplish. That's the purpose. Every pastor in here, you know about purpose. Pastor Anita, she has an amazing testimony she's going to share with us when I'm done. But you got to have a purpose. You've got to know purpose is your foundation. That's where you start. Now, if you don't have a purpose, then everything else that I'm going to show you means absolutely nothing. Because you don't know where you're going. Your purpose points you in the direction of where you're going. You know what you want. You know how bad you want it. So that's what purpose is. It's something that it adds meaning to your life. I'll tell you something. A person that does not have purpose, they have no meaning in life. Let me read this. 25 and 8. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So now, God had given Moses instructions to build a tabernacle. So the point is, why did he want to build the tabernacle? What was the purpose of having a tabernacle? Because he wanted to dwell amongst his creation. That was the whole purpose. So that's where he started. Moses, I want you to build me a tabernacle. And it's amazing. The line by line, precept upon precept instructions that he gave Moses. He didn't leave anything for chance. The gift that God has put inside of you. I'm telling you, if you are paying attention, if you're trying to achieve something, one day that gift is going to speak to you. It's going to wake you up. You're going to find yourself driven to do something. More times than not, the things that you are good at are the things that people are always asking you to do. People say, I don't know my purpose or my gift. But the thing that you find yourself driven to do, the thing that you find yourself excited about doing, the thing that you find yourself really enjoy doing, that is the gift that God has placed inside of you. The reason that you are enjoying doing that is because that gift is speaking to you. So we've got to learn to listen as it speaks. So now the purpose was to build a tabernacle so he could dwell amongst his people now. After purpose, oh, come on, honey, help me out here. After purpose comes something that if you don't have this, even if you have your purpose, the purpose is not going to work. As a matter of fact, this next thing is so important that Jesus mentioned this thing before he even mentioned prayer. Passion. Without passion, nothing works. I don't care what it is. I don't care how much purpose you have. If you don't have passion to do it, 
Mark 11.24 says this. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it. That means past tense. What things soever you have passion for, when you pray. Now listen to this. What things soever you desire, whatever you have a passion for, when you pray. So what was mentioned first? Desire. Desire. Why was desire mentioned before prayer? Why Why do you think desire was mentioned before prayer? Anybody? Yes. So you have something to pray for. What else? Well, imagine, yes. Nikki. Okay, imagine this. You want something, but you really don't want it real bad. I, I, want, I want a job, but uh, I want to get out of bed. That's a problem. Because you don't have the passion and the drive to get you out of the bed, get you dressed, showered, you know, go to the unemployment office or wherever you may go, go online. You know, if you don't have the drive to do that, you might want a job, but you don't have the passion to work. See, wanting a job, Pastor, and having a passion to work is two totally different things. So when you have passion for something, it drives you to do something. Jesus said, what things soever you have a passion for, whatever things you desire, when you pray. Why did he say that? Because the effectual, fervent, the hot prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So when you really want something, you're going to pray with everything that is within you because you desire to have that thing. Passion is actually the fuel that drives that vehicle. It's like you go to, a, you have a beautiful car, you're going, uh, where is Cheryl? Cheryl showed me this. Beautiful, and I don't know if she's going to put it on her vision board or not, but she showed me this beautiful Lincoln, this SUV Lincoln. Beautiful car. I've seen them on the road. But here's the problem. I don't care how nice that car is. It can sit in that driveway, and you can sit in it and really be ready to go somewhere, but if you don't put gas in it, what's going to happen? You're going to sit there in the driveway with a brand new car, beeping the horn, turning the wheel, but you're not going anyplace. And this is what happens to our vision. We don't fuel our vision with passion. So nothing happens. Listen, if you're not really passionate about something, maybe that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. The thing that you have a, a hot desire for. Let me give you a great example. And she hates me when I do this. <laughs> she hates me, sir. She hates me when I do this, but she's going to hate me when I get home, so I might as well just go ahead and say it again. <laughs> I had a passionate desire for Lady Darlene. But now, that... She didn't have a passionate desire for me yet because she just didn't know what she was missing. <laughs> so I had to spend some time being creative. Now, have you ever seen a group of young people, boys and girls, and you tell them the girls have to stay over here and the boys have to stay over here? <laughs> yeah, right. It's amazing the creativity that they come up with to see one another. They'll go on the sidewalks, they'll jump buildings, They'll do anything possible to see one another because they have a passion to be with one another. My, my desire was to be with her. I had been without the intimacy of a woman for years. So my desire was to be with her, but now I had to convince her. Now, 
she told me no quite a few times. For those of you that know me, you know I paid absolutely no attention to that. Zero attention. Now, I, I'm a salesperson. I don't take no, you know, as the response that I just go by. When somebody tells me no, I say, okay, I think they need more information. So now, when she told me no, I said, oh, I just didn't give her enough information. I mean, because any woman would want a good man. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but now, I spent the time pursuing her because that was my passion. Now, it's a great example because we've been married 13 years now, so does passion work? Huh? Yeah. My purpose was to marry her, but my passion drove me until she said yes. So now, after passion, here's the part that we don't like to do. Planning. Planning. Now, I, let me think of a nice way to say this. When we were getting this meeting together today, we didn't just decide we're going to have a, a seminar on Vision Works and then get the restaurant and just show up here and just know people are going to come. We had to plan. Planning is the roadmap that takes you to your destination. It's the action steps. It's the things that you have to do. Now, here's where many miss it. Now, even if you have the purpose and the passion, you, you've got to lay something out. And we're going to give you the steps uh, a little later after lunch to what you really need to do step by step. But now, planning is as much a part of getting to that vision as passion and purpose. You've got to be able to plan how you're going to do things. Now, when we were getting this together today, we decided we wanted to have other pastors uh, involved with us today. So that's what we did. We contacted pastors. We contacted uh, people from you know, other ministries. And we talked to the people in the church. We had an excitement about it. But we still planned. I mean, I had to go and buy this. I didn't have it. I had to go and buy this uh, portable easel. I had to buy this split pad because I know I wanted to stick things around the wall. I, I planned these things in my mind. I didn't just show up and say, my man, will you go and get me a, a pad so we can use I didn't do that because he looked at me like a dude. I don't even know you. <laughs> so I had to plan these things ahead of time so that when you got here, we were prepared for you. Your vision is waiting on you. Your vision is waiting for a plan. That's all your vision is waiting for. If you got the purpose, if you got the passion, your vision is waiting on you to give it a plan. Now, the first part of planning comes here. You see yourself finished in your mind first. Then you plan how you're going to get there. So now after planning, promotion. I don't mean getting promoted on the job. I mean advertising. How are you going to get people to hear about what you're trying to do? How are they going to know? Let me give you an example. Right here. In January, the people here from Restoration know, we sat down and we did, as a matter of fact, I think I have it with you. We, we did an action plan 
it says ministry plans right here for 2015. Now, we did this in January. These are the steps that we decided we needed to do to progress our ministry to that next level. So now, we, we had a plan in place, but now the key was, okay, this plan is great. How are we going to promote this plan to others? How are other people going to know about restoration? How are they going to know what we're doing? So one of the things that we decided to do was to create ministry cards. These ministry cards, now, I want to say something else. When you're promoting, if you're not ready to do it in excellence, you're not ready to do it. Let me say that again. If you're not ready to do it with excellence, you're not ready to do it. Because you get one chance. You get one chance. You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. You get one chance to make that first impression. Now, when I leave these at the post office, or right here at the diner in the hallway, people don't know me, they don't know my wife. Their first impression of me, my wife, and our ministry is this postcard that I'm using to promote our ministry. Now, let me say this, because I know some folks, y'all try to get a little deep on me. Come on, let the Spirit of God promote. He's not going to do what you should be doing. There are things that the Spirit of God does, and there are things that you have to do. God did not tell Moses to build a tabernacle and then tell him to sit down and watch him do it. No. He gave Moses the instructions. Moses had to do the work. If you're going to do whatever it is, I don't care whether it's a, a business you're trying to start, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a um, relationship, I don't care what it is. You know, how do you promote a relationship? By the way you carry yourself. I mean, you know, can a woman or a man look at you and say, this is somebody that I want to spend my life with? How are you, how are you promoting yourself? How are you promoting your business? How are you promoting your ministry? So this was important to me. Now, again, we haven't done a good job of this in the past. But now, just because you didn't do something the right way in the past does not mean that you can't start from right where you are now and move forward. Yes. The Word of God says, leaving those things behind, yes. I'm pressing forward to the mark of what? The higher call. Right? Yes, yes. But now, you've got to leave things behind. Yes. Now, you can't keep, it's sort of like somebody, I don't know who, who coined this phrase first, but they said uh, the definition of a crazy person what is, do y'all remember that? There you go. It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So now, how many times do you see that image? You know something is not working, but you keep right on doing it. And then you keep praying the same prayer, Lord bless this ministry. And you're not doing it, you're not really doing the things that you should. I'm going to show you. Because this was, I mean, when, when the Spirit of God last year, when he started ministering these things to me, I mean, I took the rebuke like a man. I put my big boy pants on and I took it like a man, because I know I need to be corrected. But now after I was corrected, I didn't just sit back and don't do anything. 
Then I started doing the things I thought. I mean, the Lord reminded me, what did you do in the corporate world? How were you acting? How were you in the business world? You were a banker par excellence. You went from never being in banking to a VP in two years. How did you do that? And I sat back and I just started writing down, you know, the things that I do best. I'm very good with advertising. I was not doing that at all with ministry. I just thought people were going to show up because I'm a great teacher. My God, man, when they hear Pastor Bates, they're going to take my No, not happening. You've got to spend time promoting and letting people know what you're offering them. That's what a promotion is. You're letting them know when you... Promotion. Let's break that word up. Pro is for. Motion means moving. So now for or forward moving. Promotion is forward moving. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to move something forward. So now you've got to have a plan to do that. This was one of them. Now, let me say something else about promoting, particularly with ministry or business. You've got to know how to brand. Branding, you know that, right? Branding, I mean, it means everything because I, branding is not doing a postcard like this. Honey, do you have a business card about us? You don't think so? Check my wallet and see if there's one in there. But it's creating continuity. When people see your, your brand, when they see something like this, they should automatically start thinking about your ministry. It should be on your postcards. It should be on your Facebook. If you pull up my Facebook page right now, you're going to see this card on And when you get my business card, it looks just like this. When you see our CD labels, it looks just like this. My, my um, envelopes, as a matter of fact, I'm going I'm to pass it around because I want to give you all examples today. My envelopes and my letterheads looks just like this. The logo. Everything that I have, when I do my online interactive Bible study, my logo is on my PowerPoint presentation. Because you're a brand and you want people to get used to seeing your brand. So you're trying to promote your vision. So it's, it's about more than being excited. You've got to actively find a way to be able to promote what you're trying to do. So this is one way that you do it, branding. Make sure that you're doing things uniform. Don't have a, a blue, don't have a blue... Um, postcard and then have a gray business card, you know, uh, pink letterheads. I mean, you're all <laughs> over the place. But this happens all too many times. You, branding means you've got to find something and then you've got to do that thing across the board. We're getting a large, probably a little larger than that picture, um, sign made so that when people come in our ministry, they're going to see the same logo. Uh, they, they're not going to see this handsome guy, but they're going to see the they're going to see the logo, and they're going to see the same colors, because you're trying to get people when they go someplace, when they see this, they think about you. Now, believe it or not, this is psychological. People get used to seeing something over and over again, and they associate a name or an organization with that thing. So that's that's a part of what you do when you're branding. So. Make sure that if you have a business, ministry, whatever you're doing, try to have some uniformity to it because you're trying to promote what you're doing by branding. Now let's go, any questions on that? Because sometimes people at that point have some questions. Any questions on branding? Any questions on anything that I've said so far? 
Promise comes after everything else is done. The manifestation of that vision does not happen until every other step is taken. So now, where is number one? Purpose. Your vision gives purpose and adds meaning to your life. Passion. Passion is the fuel that drives the vision. Mark 11, 24, also Exodus 25 and 2. Planning. Planning is a roadmap that takes you to your destination. Those are the action steps. And finally, the manifestation of the promise. <laughs> promise is the manifestation that happens after all of these other steps are done. Now, if you expect the manifestation to happen and you have not done all of the other steps, I promise you it's not going to happen. You, you've got to be diligent in all of the steps. Make sure you're not leaving out anything. We thank you for listening to this edition of RCM Live Vision Works on the King James Radio Network. And again, you can catch us at jameseskingcom and also on Facebook under King James Radio Network and on Twitter at King James Radio 1, the number one. And we hope to have a few more of these Vision Works workshops in the not-too-distant future. Until then, this is Corbin Thompson saying goodbye, Godspeed, and thank you for listening to this special edition of RCM Live on the King James Radio Network. Thank you for listening to RCM Live on the King James Radio Network. We hope that you are encouraged by God's Word and will tune in next time to this station for our Sunday service at Restoration Christian Ministries. Stay encouraged and have a blessed week. Now I'm because I know His name. Celebrate Halloween with dressed-up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick-or-treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick-or-treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween spider donut and get 10 Munchkin's donut hole treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Celebrate Halloween with dressed-up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick-or-treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick-or-treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary.